Well, hello, and welcome to the Jazz Focus. You are listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark, and thank you for joining us today. Be listening to some music that was recorded for a specific label, a recording label. It was active in the middle 1940s. It was called the Joe Davis label. And the name Joe Davis may or may not be familiar to jazz fans. He was actually a uh, white music publisher, promoter, businessman, uh, whose probably greatest influence came in the 1920s. He put together a lot of recording sessions for uh, the Ajax label, which produced a lot of blues recordings at the time. And he represented a number of singers and uh, also his own uh, publishing company, which brought out a lot of uh, compositions by African-American uh, songwriters, such as uh, Fats Waller and James P. Johnson and so forth. He was a, a good friend of Waller's and also Fletcher Henderson's and many of the movers and shakers on the African-American music industry during that period. He was very well regarded. Uh, he put a lot of bands together as well, and then through the 1930s, he continued publishing. By the time we got into the 1940s, uh, his publishing company was doing reasonably well, but he uh, started bringing out original compositions and recording them on the Joe Davis label, which was around for oh, about a year or so, maybe a little bit more, uh, in 1944 and 1945. One of his assistants, or co-workers, I guess, was the African-American saxophonist, Walter Thomas. Walter Thomas uh, was born in I think, St. Louis, or in the St. Louis area, in the early 1900s. He had played on riverboats, he had recorded with Fate Marable's orchestra, he had recorded with uh, Jelly Roll Morton very briefly in the 1920s as well. Uh, he became part of the band known as the Missourians, a territory group which came to New York in about 1928-29, uh, and was taken over in fairly short order by Cab Calloway, and it became the first version of the Cab Calloway Orchestra. And Thomas was, uh, for, the, for the most part, uh, Calloway's music director for the first four or five years of that band's existence. He did a lot of the arranging, and he was responsible for many tenor sax solos. He also played bass sax, clarinet, bass clarinet. He did quite a few things, some alto solos as well. Uh, and he was a very well-schooled musician. Apparently in Boston, when the band was there for a while, he took lessons from a classical saxophone player named Andy Jacobson, who had a radio program on one of the Boston radio stations doing uh, saxophone solos called The Voice of the Saxophone. And uh, Thomas became quite a proficient musician. He also played some flute, and you can hear him playing some flute solos on some of those early Callaway recordings and film appearances as well. So he did, Thomas, uh, three recording sessions for uh, Joe Davis and the Joe Davis label, and we're going to be hearing them all. He put uh, a lot of the great black and white musicians of the swing era to work on these, and many of them were original compositions that were presumably published by Joe Davis, and this was kind of a, a publicity arm of that company. So we started with two tunes, Out to Lunch and In the Hush of the Night. Uh, Out to Lunch was a... Uh, Walter Thomas and Joe Davis tune, and In the Hush of the Night was also credited to Davis and Dorsey and Dorsey. I'm not sure which of the various Dorseys uh, were, were responsible for that. It might actually have been Lee Dorsey, who was a, uh, an African-American musician at the time, but could have been Tommy and Jimmy as well. These sessions, or these tunes, were recorded on the session of October 11th of 1944 and were released as by Coleman Hawkins with Walter Thomas Orchestra. Uh, two other tunes by Walter Thomas and his Jump Cats, the same personnel, same date, and we're going to finish off the program with those. So in the band at this time was Jonah Jones on trumpet, who was one of the great 
swing-era trumpet players. He wasn't uh, uh, ever given the, the credit that he deserved. Uh, he didn't lead his own bands until the 1950s, and that was more polite music, muted jazz it came to be known as, but he was a very brash, uh, almost Louis Armstrong-like player in the 1930s and 40s when he was playing with Stuff Smith and other groups as well, also with Cab Calloway, of course, which is where he was playing at this point. Eddie Bearfield played the clarinet solos and alto sax. He'd been with Benny Moten's band. Don Redmond's had his own groups as well. Wonderful player. Hilton Jefferson played lead alto and did the alto solos that we heard on those two numbers. Uh, in fact, those two numbers probably appeared on one of my early podcasts or radio shows that was developed or, or devoted to Hilton Jefferson. Marvelous lead player, but a very fine soloist as well. He played with Fletcher Henderson and um, King Oliver's band, Noble Sissel. Later on, he was with Duke Ellington briefly. At this time, he he, too, was with the Cab Galloway Band, as was, of course, Walter Foots Thomas, who was playing tenor sax. He does a few solos here and there, not on those two tunes we heard, which were taken by the great Coleman Hawkins, and as I said, he got label credit on these uh, records as well. Clyde Hart was playing piano. He passed away not too long after this, I think within the year. We've done a show on him as well, an excellent and very undervalued piano player who marked the transition between the swing era and the bebop period. And then two members of the Cab Calloway rhythm section, Milt Hinton on bass and Cozy Cole on drums. And these were uh, arrangements, I believe, by Walter Thomas and, of course, the tunes as well. So now we're going to go over to another uh, Walter Thomas session, uh, Sir Walter Thomas and his All-Stars, so-called. This was from March 8th of 1945, and uh, largely different personnel. The only holdovers are Thomas himself and Cozy Cole on drums. Uh, we have Charlie Shavers on trumpet, who was probably only about 25 years old at that point. He'd been playing for years with the uh, John Kirby Band, even as a teenager. And uh, at this point, I think he was playing with the Teddy Wilson groups, uh, some of the small groups there. And he would go with the Tommy Dorsey Band not too long after that. Walter Thomas plays uh, tenor and uh, does the arrangements, as I said. Ben Webster is the primary tenor soloist. Milt Yanner, who was a white player, I think was playing with Benny Goodman at the time, was playing alto sax. Ernie Cazari is a marvelous baritone sax player is in the ensemble, although he doesn't solo on Barry. He does, however, solo on clarinet and takes some excellent clarinet solos, as we will hear. Uh, Billy Taylor was on piano, then at the very beginning of his career, and Slam Stewart was on bass, and as I said, Cozy Cole on drums. And these were from March 8th of 1945. And the tunes we're going to hear are The Bottle is Empty. The Bottle is Empty. And uh, that was composed by uh, Walter Thomas. Then we go to a Don Redmond tune called Save It Pretty Mama that he had recorded originally with uh, the McKinney's Cotton Pickers Band, the late 20s, also Louis Armstrong's band. For Lovers Only, another Walter Thomas tune on the more ballady side. And then an Andy Razaf tune called the Peach Tree Street Blues. And uh, those are the four tunes from that date. Then we're going to jump over to a, a, a different sound, the Coleman Hawkins Quartet recording for Joe Davis. I may have played uh, two tunes on this on a, uh, another podcast because they happen to feature Thelonious Monk on piano. They were his first recordings. Monk was playing with the Hawkins Band at the time. Uh, he did not make the California trip. This group, uh, augmented by Howard McGee on trumpet, went to California shortly after this recording date, which was October 19th of 1944. And uh, 
Monk did not go with him, so I think I did play as part of my Coleman Hawkins show a while back, uh, the two tunes, Flying Hawk and On the Bean, that featured Monk piano solos. We're going to hear the other two tunes. We're going to hear Recollections, which will round out this set, uh, which was a... Um, uh, an original uh, by Walter Thomas, presumably with input by Coleman Hawkins. And then we're going to start up with the next set with Drifting on a Reed, another Walter Thomas tune. And this band features Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax, Thelonious Monk on piano, Edward Bass Robinson on bass, and Denzel Best on drums. So, our set coming up. Sir Walter Thomas and his all-stars, The Bottle's Empty, Save It Pretty Mama, For Lovers Only, and The Peach Tree Blues, and then the uh, Coleman Hawkins Quartet and Recollections. <laughs> Thank you. 
So that last number was by the Coleman Hawkins Quartet, a Walter Thomas composition called Recollections, featuring Hawkins from stem to stern there, and uh, accompanied by Thelonious Monk on piano, his first recording date, Edward Bass Robinson on bass, and Denzel Best on the drums. And we started out that session with uh, four recordings from uh, the... Um, March 8th of 1945 session, all these recordings being done for the Joe Davis label, by the way, Sir Walter Thomas and his all-stars, Charlie Shavers on trumpet, Walter Foots Thomas and Ben Webster on tenors, er uh, Ernie Cazares on baritone and clarinet, Milt Yanner on alto, Billy Taylor on piano, Slam Stewart on bass, and Cozy Cole on drums, and we heard The Bottle's Empty. Uh, a Walter Thomas tune that actually featured some excellent uh, Ben Webster. Then Save It Pretty Mama, the Don Redmond tune with some very nice saxophone section work. Uh, Walter Thomas, as we said, was probably the um, uh, arranger on all of these. Then that kind of ballad performance of a tune called For Lovers Only, which featured the band leader, Walter Thomas, playing a very straight tenor solo. By this stage of his career, he wasn't known as a jazz improviser, although, as I said, he uh, played quite a lot of jazz solos in his earlier career, in the late 20s and early 30s, with uh, Jelly Roll Morton, with the Missourians, and with Cab Calloway. Then we heard the Peach Street or Peach Tree Street Blues by Andy Razif, that was recorded by a number of other artists around that time. Uh, presumably another publication of the Joe Davis uh, Corporation there, and that featured some very lovely lead alto playing by uh, Milt Yanner and also some more Ben Webster. So we're going to go on to another, actually the last session of. Um, the Walter Thomas group. Uh, before we do that, we're going to do one more tune by the Coleman Hawkins Quartet, Drifting on a Reed. And this, again, from October 19th of 1944, uh, and a Walter Thomas tune as well. Then, the Walter Thomas and his Jump Cats session of April 1st, 1944. All of these were recorded in New York, by the way. And this is four tunes that uh, were composed and arranged by Walter Foots Thomas. Broke but Happy, Blues on the Bayou, Jumpin' with Judy, and Blues on the Delta. This is a slightly different group. Emmett Berry is on trumpet, one of the most underrated swing-era trumpeters. He had played with many groups, Fletcher Henderson's... Uh, uh, Horace Henderson's for a while. He uh, did a lot of 52nd Street uh, swing work. He played with, uh, uh, I think he played with Cab Calloway briefly, but uh, he was known as a very fiery, almost Roy Eldridge-styled player, although not quite as given to the, the, the theatrics uh, and high notes and so forth. We're going to hear Walter Foots Thomas, uh, possibly on tenor, but probably on alto. There's an alto solo that comes up along here that may be him, although it may also be Bud Johnson, who is playing tenor, and some clarinet as well in the ensembles. He's featured on Jumpin' with Judy on tenor, and Ben Webster again, who does the other tenor solos, more or less. Then we have Clyde Hart again on piano, Oscar Pettiford on bass, and Cozy Cole on drums. So you can see these sessions were really uh, a potpourri of great swing era and almost bebop era musicians. So that's our session, uh, or our set coming up, the Coleman Hawkins Quartet drifting on a reed, and the Walter Thomas and his Jump Cats band doing Brooke But Happy, Blues on the Bayou, Jumpin' with Judy, and Blues on the Delta. Thank <laughs> you. 
Walter Thomas and his Jump Cats, working backwards to frontwards this time. We finished up with Blues on the Delta, featuring a nice uh, Emmett Berry solo on trumpet, kind of understated, and some good lead playing as well, and Ben Webster on tenor, on the tenor solo. We heard probably Walter Thomas playing the lead part on tenor. There were three tenors in that band, although, as I said, one of them, either Thomas or Bud Johnson, played alto on uh, one number, and I don't know who it is. Uh, probably Walter Thomas. Before Blues on the Delta, we heard Jumpin' with Judy, which was actually a um, feature for Bud Johnson. It wasn't a particularly uh, exciting feature, I guess. He was a marvelous player, um, but he just uh, was given sort of lead parts in there and did some very understated playing as well. Before that, we heard the Blues on the Bayou with some more great Ben Webster. And then before that, Broke But Happy, which had that alto solo as well as a Ben Webster tenor solo. So those were titles uh, all composed by and arranged by Walter Foots Thomas. Walter Thomas and his Jump Cats, recording for the Joe Davis label on April 1st of 1944. The rhythm section was Clyde Hart on piano, Oscar Pettiford on bass, and Cozy Cole on drums. And we started out that uh, set with the tune uh, Drifting on a Reed, done by Coleman Hawkins and his quartet. Another Walter Thomas tune. He wasn't playing on it. It was all Coleman Hawkins all the way through, backed by Thelonious Monk on piano, Edward Bass Robinson on bass, and Denzel Best on drums. So hope you've enjoyed this program. We've uh, been featuring some of the recordings done for the Joe Davis label. Joe Davis was the promoter, uh, better known in the 1920s, although he had a very long career and left a very interesting biography. Uh, it was actually started as an autobiography, but I guess he died, and it was completed by someone else. Really well done, uh, talking about business and music from the 1920s all the way through the 1960s. He was a, a real promoter. He was kind of a, a white counterpart to Clarence Williams in many ways in the 1920s and 30s, and he made uh, or underwrote these recordings of tunes that I assume were being published by his company and were largely arranged and organized by the uh, African-American saxophone player Walter Foots Thomas. So we have two more tunes for you right now. We're going to do the balance of the session we started out with. Uh, we did Coleman Hawkins with Walter Thomas's orchestra. These two tunes are just by Walter Thomas and his Jump Cats, recorded on October 11th of 1944, and uh, featuring Coleman Hawkins on tenor, Walter Thomas doing some tenor in there as well, Eddie Bearfield on clarinet and alto, taking the clarinet solos, Hilton Jefferson taking the alto solos, Jonah Jones doing some phenomenal trumpet work, and in the rhythm section, Clyde Hart again on piano, Cozy Cole again on drums, and Milt Hinton on bass. And the two tunes we're going to hear are Look Out Jack and Every Man for Himself. And um, 
Those tunes, uh, Every Man for Himself, was a Walter Thomas and Joe Davis tune. Lookout Jack was composed by Higginbottom and Joe Davis. I'm not sure if that was the trombonist, J.C. Higginbottom, or the songwriter, Irene Higginbottom. I think it might have been Irene in this case, but who knows. So those are our two tunes, Lookout Jack and Every Man for Himself, that will finish off this week's version of the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. You are listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. Hope you're enjoying these programs. And keep tuning in.